RCF Games was phenomenal. Once again, uh, Low and Lynn put on an excellent show showcase. Um, great athletes, great time. Did Little you pissed one off. Of them participate? Of course not, man. You know, coaches don't Just play. Like boss. Co- coaches don't play, man. Do you ever see? You ever see Phil Jackson get off the bench and shoot Kobe shots? Yeah. No. Nah, I don't think I've ever seen a coach, a basketball coach, shoot a jump shot. Hey. Yeah. So no, it was a great. It was a great showcase. Like um, I already can't wait for next year. Okay. It, was, it was phenomenal. Uh, I did a lot better, and I performed like I should have. Okay. I tied for first, but I got second place because the other team had. If you're not first, you're last, bro. Um, that's why I'm. How do you tie off. for first? Points. So it's it's, it's a communist thing. That, 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 and I assume you challenged him to a duel when you uh, found Lo, out. Low said I can't fight. He said he said I'm not allowed to fight. It's uh, it's frowned upon in certain circles. Okay, okay, that's understandable. It's understandable. You gotta. Weave your way in before we can change all the rules and how it works there. I am RCF. Check them out. Let them know we sent you. Get a three-week free trial. Just tell them Sonny sh- and Shooter sent you. You get three weeks to try it out. Be better than the best. Or be better with the best. Five years running. King 5 Evening Magazine. Probably going to be six again. RCF Games is named after this gym. And is a big event. Yeah. That's how big they are doing it. Yeah. So check them out. Now let's talk about game time real quick. If you get... Custom jerseys anywhere in Western Washington, I guarantee if you have a league, whether it's soccer, basketball, football, anything, I guarantee you'll get your jerseys from game time. If you go into their store in Tacoma and you tell them, Sonny or Shooter sent you, Square Circle 101, you get 40% off in store. Now, if you know him already, my man D, I don't think that's going to work that way. He should probably already give you the hookup. If you're not getting it, then he doesn't like you and don't ask, even with our promo code. But if you don't, Go into game time. Tell them we said to sh- support your local businesses, minority-owned businesses especially. Yes, you know, that's what I'm saying. Check did them you, out. Did you patron any minority businesses today? Did I? Yeah. Yes, I bought a pack of cigarettes and a soda from this Korean-owned corner store right here. Mm-hmm. And he charged me 50 cents for my damn debit card. <sighs> Talk about freedoms. My butt. That's what I'm saying, yo. Man, how we win? What you got for me, son? Okay, so this is one that, uh, I've been giving out a lot of advice lately, and this is um, this is one that I, I actually took to heart. Move with strategy and not emotion. It's really really simple, really really easy, but 
that is the best and worst advice to approach your relationship. But it's probably the no, best. No, it's to do. it's literally it you is. gotta you gotta realize it's what people are be- like what's good for you and what's not. You gotta take care of yourself well, first before anything else. We are as human beings, we are fooled and how to, blindsided by the word love and what it really means. You know what I'm saying? Now, this not necessarily have to be just for relationships, but just... Uh, kind of does. Everything is. If you think about it, everything's based around it. You know what I'm saying? If a guy stopped having sex, murders happen. That's just the way the world works. You know? It's like it's like being in a relationship. It's like, oh, we're better friends. We, we do all this. Stuff. No, girl. I got with you for one reason. Just because we might have got a little stagnant, let's fix it. Right, well, I, I forgot the... What was the quote again? Oh, God. Move with strategy and not emotion. No, that that is perfect because when as soon as emotion gets evolved, involved, involved, yeah, it's, it's like that decision with your head or your heart. Yeah, you're 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 not going to think clearly with your emotions. And your heart will get you killed mm-hmm. every time, especially yeah. for real. As a Seahawks fan or even a Redskins fan, you see that when you watch football and sports, yeah. your emotions get your heart broken. So when my, when my man Mighty Mo went down, I was like, what? That's what I'm saying. That's a good one. I like that. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, now as You're far too calm. As now as we, as we are continuing back on kind of a routine, it's every other week since my man Shooter is becoming. We, we, we we're getting there. We're getting there. It's oh. it's cut. We're on the countdown. It's only a few months He's left. He's the only person you can call the fireman that doesn't sell weed. But we're back at it. Episode one forty five. That's how many weeks we've been doing this straight. Let's talk about Mick Conlon and Diego Alberto. Now, to me, anytime. Him and Shakur Stevenson, we see how they're getting managed, right? Yeah. They're getting a lot of fights. They're based, They're on this little quiet crash course somewhere they're going to meet down the road. I think Shakur Stevenson is progressing a little faster because of the skill level. So yeah. if they fought right now, he'd probably definitely win. Um, but Mick, nothing's more impressive to me than late round knockouts. Because usually when you got your hard heavy hitters... They are getting dudes out within four rounds. Yeah. And, and they're, they're not even getting to see eight and ten, twelve round fights, usually. It, is it often? And they get tested every time they go into that deep water. Um, when Terrence Crawford beat Jose Ramirez Jr., no, um, one of the Ramirez's. Yeah, um, Benavidez. Jose be, Benavidez yeah. Jr., it was a late round knockout. And I thought that was the most impressive and scariest thing about it, at least for the welterweight division. I actually talked to my homeboy, uh, Gary, about this, and we. And it wasn't Terrence Crawford could have got him out there a lot quicker, but Benavides did not open up. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when somebody's just defensive like that, you, you just can't get him. Well, Benavides had very fast hands. He was giving him problems in the very beginning of the I fight. I don't think he was giving necessarily problems. I just thought he didn't open up enough where Terrence Crawford could do anything it about it. It took him a second to figure out. Yeah. That's for sure. But as soon as it got towards the end, and Benavides knew he needed to knock out the win, he had to take more chances, and that's where he got slapped. And, and we could see with Mick Collin, he is a boxer puncher, just like Shakur Stevenson. And has a lot he's of a puncher boxer. Yeah, you're probably right. He's a puncher, he's a puncher boxer. boxer Secure, because Secure he's not as, not as much style and finesse, not as slick, but Irish. So instinctively, he wants to just either get drunk or fight. It's not his not his fault. Not his fault. It's, it's in his DNA. You know what I'm saying? In his DNA. It's like, <laughs> so they say when you go into, if you go into Ireland, there's not really like an assortment of like pretty people. Because they're all just... You know, wasted twenty four seven. Oh God! It's, it's, it's not me. It's you, not you, me. you know this for a fact. I've I know people. I know people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I've heard some things. I got the internet. I've heard. Some, I, I got, got the internet. I got, got the, the internet. I got that data. You know, I've heard some things. But Mick Collin is 
this is definitely a someone with star power, and he got a late round knockout on Alberto Diego. I want to say it's in the eighth or ninth round. So, what's his record right now? If you want to pull it up real quick before we move on. Well, you should have told me this earlier. You should have had the box rack automatically up. So, one thing I like about Mick Conlon is that we get to call Mick Conlon, and because he's Irish and white, no one can attack me for being racist. He is 12 and 0 with seven KOs. Ooh, and then of course Stevenson is like what 13 and 0 or 14 yeah, they're, and 0. They're, they're about the same. They're, they're very the very close. Home. Very, very close. So, yeah. And they're, what, a division away from each nope, other? they're the same, same division. Same division. Okay, yep. okay. Uh, featherweight. And it's like, does top rank have that much power to where, like, people just aren't talking about it? 12-0, 7 knockouts, same record. Are we the only one who, that I that I know that keeps bringing it up? What? Just them facing each other. It's it's inevitable. It's like one of those things, like, top rank has told everybody, like, just don't talk about it. Just don't, just quiet, just don't talk about it. It's yeah. going to happen. It's it's gonna we be we gonna see be what happened with Ruiz and Joshua. We've seen what happens with some of these other fights. Just, just be quiet. Just wait. Just don't talk about it. Let's see what happens. Well, hopefully he, he's getting managed right as far as promotional company that's going to get you a stacked record and title shots because that's what they do. So we'll see what happens because as soon as he faces Shakur Stevenson. That's, is, they're, they're not going to do that early. So it, that's, it something, that, that's something soon. that you're going to look way further down yeah. the road. Like, I bet you, I feel like they're not even allowed to like communicate or talk to each other. They can't even be Facebook friends, I bet. Like his manager will come up, hey, we we'll be friends with him. Would you, would, you, would you want to? Yeah, I want to see his training regimen. You got nah. to sit and watch and plot, son, because nah, you, you, you don't, you don't plot eventually. anyway. That's just like when you got Daniel Jacobs roaming the halls, talking about, hey, yo, I see you, Charlos, or you got, yeah, yeah. you got Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence. Like, like no, hey. they're not, they're not friends. You yeah. don't, you, you want to see that? Yeah, that's. I give you that one. That's for sure. Now let's move on here. Let's go to this Fox Sports fight card. I think it was probably one of the best fight cards that I've seen as far as for three fights on TV that just delivered with all-out action-packed brawling. Some boxing involved, but not too much. A lot of, um, a lot of fighting. A lot of fighting. The first one was Wale Omotoso versus Omotoso. Curtis Stevens. Yes. Now Curtis Stevenson, we know we we know Curtis Stevens from. He has a crazy left hook. He lost to Triple G and had a devastating knockout loss to my man with David the hair. Lemieux. David Lemieux. Now, that was his last fight with David Lemieux. Now, Curtis Stevens, I like him a lot. He's from like Brooklyn or one of the New York cities. But this looked very, very bad for him. Got knocked out, knocked down in every round and started coming back in the third looking good and then got dropped. Was winning the round and got dropped with a 1-2. Not that he got dropped with a one-two because everybody can get caught, right? Everybody can get caught. Everybody, I've, it's I've, boxing. I've bumped my head on the counters and probably got concussions before. Not paying attention, so anybody can get caught. Ooh, this, that was good too. Um, but this one, you don't get hit in fast motion, but then fall in slow motion, and your body stiffens up and kind of slowly drops. That's never good, because that's the body not being able to take it. And I'm no, I'm no doctor by any wall. I'm, I'm an MD, but I'm not that kind of doctor. To, to give you that scientific answer, but I know boxing and body language enough to where when you fall down like that, that's not good at all. Not good at all. And I think Curtis Stevens should probably retire. That's two knockdowns right there. You think he's retired? Right now, he's sitting at 30 and 7, 22 knockouts. He's what up, 34 Lo? years he's Shout 30, out to my man, Lowrider. He's 34 years old. Hey, yo, we're going to get that top 50 done, man. We might have to do 100. We'll see what's good, though. Man, but, we might um, have to get some cages if we can do top 50 MCs. Yeah. I, I know the first three, Sonny Ill, Sonny Ill, Lowrider. 
That's what I'm saying. Right there. Right there. I'll body all three of them. Anyway. Boy, <laughs> Maybe if I write your own, write your rhymes, I can murder myself. But this is Curtis Stevens. It, it's We saw what happened with my man Dadashev, and everybody knows the occupational hazards of boxing, right? Yeah. And but they signed up for this. Yeah. It, it didn't just happen. We just happen to live in a time where little things can get... If it's clickbait news coverage, it can be everywhere all the time, right? There's, there's more in boxing about that dude dying than actual the, some of the fights that were up that week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least that people came and approached me about. Right? Yeah. I had a coworker try to tell me, like, you know, boxing, yeah, what it used to be. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're making more money now than they I were hate, before. I it's, hate There's having, more outlets to watch is, it on. I'm like, you're just not watching it. Exactly. I had a um, I had a debate with my uh, I had a debate with my barber talking about boxing coming back, and we talked about. It. I was like, it never left. It never left. I was like, you only watch the fight that ESPN tells you about. We said that we said that multiple times on here. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it just yeah. it, it's like there's great fights monthly, sometimes weekly basis the that you just don't know ends. about. For real, the season never ends. And one of the things the pros and cons with boxing is though they, they find these ways to build these fights up and there's always more money involved and better viewership if there's a title involved too so that's yeah. one of these things you see the UFC and just MMA starting to adopt so they're going to start probably having but even then rounds. but even then just like you said when the money's involved and the title's involved now this was when's for the like last a, ti- when's the last time one of the fight of the years was actually like a big title match that like we had Canelo Triple G mm-hmm. is like Wilder one of the candidates Vladimir Klitschko and Joshua. Yeah. Those were, title, those were title fights. But those were fight of the year candidates yeah. that were title fights. Other than that, most title fights end up being one-sided. Kind of close, even. I think even like the the, the Keith Thurman, Danny Garcia was a great fight, but not really fight of the year. No, candidate. it was nowhere near a fight of the year. Yeah. It may, it didn't even make fight of the week. I don't even know who was before that. Like, you've seen better, you've seen better If there's a clear win, no matter how entertaining the fight was it doesn't it, to me it can't be that much of a fight of the year candidate unless it's no a, no if it's back and forth and then you it's, get knocked out that's still a fight of the year candidate but if it's oh he won that fight no no a fight of the year candidate is something that has me on my seat like and i don't know what happened that's the yeah, reason yeah. why you have the uh diego corrales versus the, uh, Luis, castillo. Lu- Luis castillo because at any time it's just like yo the ref could throw the towel at any time and you can't be mad yeah and you really can't be mad, though, so... Now, okay, so now Wally Omotoso, we've seen him fight before, and I don't remember who, but I it was probably... Know. I know he's a PBC fighter. Well, they said he's fought four times in the past three years, so, like, we've seen him a few times, so... we fought the last four years? Let me see, so... Because I, I just... Jamal James is one of the ones that we watched. There you uh, go. Freddie Hernandez. Yep, uh, okay. Cordell Bo- Booker, but I think the last one that we actually watched was Jamal. probably, like, the Jamal James. Jamal James. James, Jamal yeah. James. Okay, so this guy got a win. Now, it was for an interim belt, right? For that Wale, Curtis Stevens? Yep. It was Intercontinental Super Welter title. I used to only hear the Intercontinental belt in, in WWF wrestling. Wrestling. Right? And I then some, somewhere, I don't either, somewhere down the line, it means not the world, but maybe one or two continents. Like, <laughs> you're good for Europe and Asia. But you're not the champ in North America and Australia, but even though you're fighting in America, yeah. all right, you're the champ of those Sorry, two countries. Those two countries. Yeah, I know you want it here. You want it here, but that's what it is. All right. Well, congratulations to that one because all that does is move them up the rankings better. Now the next one we're talking about is this one right here that we just got to view the end of is Jean Pascal versus Marcus Brown. Now Marcus Brown is an undefeated fighter, was an undefeated fighter coming up. Ooh. Great power. 
Good style. But he ended up going against Jean Pascal. Now, there's a crazy stat with this. One of those things that don't get mentioned too often or should have been analyzed. For the, for the money, people who placed bets probably saw it and might have placed a big bet on Jean Pascal because he was, he was an underdog, um, but he's also a spoiler. Now that stat is Jean Pascal has never lost to a southpaw fighter. How many times has he fought a southpaw? This is his third one. That's not really a big pool to really go off of. If you're one for one, you're 100%. But let's think about how many southpaw fighters that we know off the top of our head. Like we have... Like in Errol Spence fighting style. No, but he's but we're talking about light heavyweight. So one. Well, even in light heavyweight, Marcus Brown is probably one of the only few in there um, for even southpaw fighters, because majority of everybody is just naturally right-handed. That's just kind of how it is. If we look at the welterweight division, Errol Spence is southpaw. Terence Crawford is the only one who chooses to fight either way, yeah. and he and that's Pacquiao. Really it. Pacquiao too. That's it. Everybody else orthodox. Oh man, uh, look. I think you're talking out of your ass there. I actually, actually kind of want to. It's just the numbers. I mean, like, you know, when was the last time you see the uh, left-handed scissor store? U- Ugas. Ugas? Is Ugas Southpaw? I believe he is, because that's what makes him so awkward. Let me see. We got... Jordanius Ugas, Southpaw fighter. As um, uh, Now, he's he's Cuban, so he probably could fight in all ways. He could fight underwater, you know, if he's swimming. And now I can't read all this. But anyways... Southpaw fighters are definitely awkward. Uh, one of the few successes we've seen of people that are not natural southpaws that fight in that stance, most recent, is going to be Andre Ward, Oscar De La Hoya. So anytime you get a guy like Jean Pascal who's seen everybody from Chad Dawson, Lucian Boutte, Bernard Hopkins twice, fighting someone like Marcus Brown who is not nearly as seasoned or experienced, he figured out what he had to do. What he had to do was... Sacrifice. He had to throw with him to connect, and it paid off. The fight ended on a cut from headbutt, but it ended... So there was two knockdowns the round before it ended, and then also one knockdown in there. So that was round... Ooh. I just had it up. Now I gotta, go look, look at him real quick. Pull up John Pascal, because he's got one of the best resume ever. He's up. He's up. What, what round did that fight end? Let's see if it'll let me go in there. So, Jean Pascal is originally born of Haiti from, I want to say Montreal, Canada, is uh, where he's from as far as fighting out of. Grew up playing hockey. Did not guess that one. His brother was a professional fighter also, so I guess, well, that makes sense. Hockey, fighting, and this is how he ended up becoming a world champ. He was the first to upset Chad Dawson when he was bad Chad Dawson does it say what round it was he just had it up hold on I'm, I'm looking I want to say it was the 6th round is what it was uh, Marcus Brown versus John Pascal so now he's a spoiler he did this to Eight. Chad the Dawson 8th round. round okay so let's see here if it was 6 rounds to 2 and you get 2 knockdowns or 3 knockdowns that makes it an even fight Okay. Then only one ref has to give him one round at that point to win that fight, and it ended on head on on uh, accidental headbutt. How we got the decision? This is the second fight he, fighter he spoiled in the last year. Last one was this uh, Egyptian dude Ahmed Abalaji, Abalaji, something, something September 11th. So shout out to John Pascal getting that win. Now the main event of that fight was Adam Kownaski. 
Kaunaki versus my man, the Nightmare, Chris Ariola. And Ariola went on record saying, if he loses this, he's going to retire. Now, this was a, could have been a fight of the year candidate if it was a little bit closer on the scorecards. Ariola, this is probably one of the best I've ever seen him. Now, one of the things, when you got a, a name like Ariola, you know, like a nipple, you got to put Nightmare in front of it to make it a little scary, right? Now, he's your Southern Cali, I want to say probably racist, Vatos local kind of guy. But yeah, he, his loyalty was too thick for his own good as far as business aspect in boxing. Switch up trainers has looked great in his last few fights. He hurt his hand probably in about, I, I want to say, the fifth or sixth round and still made it a very, very good, exciting fight. Mm-hmm. But Adam Kanonaki, he's just like Ruiz. He looks like uh, the WWE guy, but has a crazy high punch output. It's insane. It's insane. Just outworked him. Outworked, and that's pretty much it. Adam Kanonaki got a good win on his resume, but this is a dude that <laughs> he can never fight Andy Ruiz because nobody would take the fight serious unless they got, unless they looked like they were in great shape. Now, we know that they're in fighting shape because yeah. they prove that. But the average person, when you see a face-off, you want shredded and shredded. You know what I'm saying? That's why Butterbean was so magnetized, right? Everybody with the Butterbean because look at this big fat dude. What is it? Oh, big fat dudes can easy. They can take punches. They can absorb it. You know, like the blob or something. So, Adam Kanaki, good job on that win. Got a good stack on their resume. And can we see where he's ranked? Because... This heavyweight division, we got. Where he's ranked? Yeah, where he's ranked on this because this is a guy who's trying to get in line for a title shot, just like Dylan White, and we know who the who the players are right now, right? So WBC, he's ranked fifth, mm-hmm. seventh in WBA. Mm-hmm. Okay. So only two spots top ten there. In uh, eight uh, WBO, so oh, three in the uh, IBF. Okay, so he's ranked in all of them. So yeah, he's definitely lining himself up. We saw that fight on PBC, so he's a PBC fighter, so he could possibly see a potential fight against the likes of maybe Deontay Wilder. He'll probably get another name under his belt first before an actual title shot. I might, my, you know, my, my psychic ability says that he's probably going to end up fighting Bryant Jennings next, actually. Or I wouldn't be surprised because the smart thing to do is put him in against Big Baby or maybe Luis Ortiz to see what he's got, but we want to build him up, so he's going to end up fighting someone like Bryant Jennings. I guarantee that's going to be the sacrificial lamb right there. But Brian Jennings, he's got skills. He can definitely, he might be able to do something. So we'll see what happens see, with Kalinowski. he's not the type of dude that, like, nobody's scared of him. So I think any one of them can make a good fight for this kid. Just like Ruiz. Yeah, look at this. You're not scared of him until he knocks you out, right? So shout out to Adam Kalinowski. Now, do you oh, remember? You think, do you think Chris Ariel was going to retire? That was his word. He looked so good that if I was even his trainer, I would tell him, you got a couple more fights in you, like you look that. Good, man. but you still lost. But but you have to, but you have to understand. You look good, but you still lost. Is that with what you one hand, you look good with one hand, bro. It's like nothing's more impressive than the man who could type eighty words a minute one handed. Who do you know can do that? Hmm? Look at that, <laughs> uh, bro. Years of practice, I mean. Why do you think I took typing in high school to type? No. Anyways, so we'll see what happens with Ariel. I don't know. This is that's a tough one. Even like with Curtis Stevens, it's like when you have that talk. I still want to fight. Okay. Do you see yourself getting a title shot? And if not, do you have to come with those turns that it's just for the money? And let's just try to get a big name, big fight if I'm risking it? Or do you, if you got a good trainer, talk you up into believing that you still got a title shot because he saw some and he believes. 
Which would you prefer if you were him? Would you want me to be like, look, look, shoot it? I'm always. You looked I'm great a, this last couple fights, man. Listen, but just like, just like Amir Khan is always fighting for something. Just like, I, I, I want one of those. I want just. All right, I always want to be fighting for something, no matter what it is. Yeah. I forgot what the boxing we were like, talking yeah, about. You who want me to fight where? Has that? Catmandu? Wait, that's a real city? Just, okay, I, let's do it. What, what boxer was that? It's like no matter what he fought for, it was always for a title or, or something. It's just like, how do you even get that? You don't even have to be, you know what I'm talking about? Basically, Lomachenko right now. But I, I know that's a, there's an answer to that, and we'll have to look that one up later. All right. Now, there, there was a lot of fights going on this weekend. So that main event on there, the co-main event was Marcus Brown, Jean Pascal. Then we had Adam Kalnaki versus... Chris Ariola, Jean Pascal got another win in there. I'm still excited for that one. Now, the Zone had a fight card this past weekend. Not too many big names on there. There's one that was a really good fight that I encourage anybody to watch. It's uh, Franco versus Negrete, and it was their third fight in the trilogy, and ended in a split draw. That hurts. Like if that hurts. If if you're the two guys, right? And I, and I believe we might can if we can look this up because I want to say they're split one and one. And then the third fight ended in a draw. Now, there wasn't controversy over it. The announcers were like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This is a good, exciting fight. I don't know. I don't know it, what to say. Those are, those are the type of fights where I need somebody to get knocked out because I, I don't want to tell my score. Probably. This is where we need the World Boxing Super Series rule to come in. This Let where, the fourth judge come in, and the only thing you can't do is score in a draw. That's it. Yeah. You know that's all you can't do. So, that's one of those things. That's, but, the, that's the most fair, unfair. Look at him. He got the... He got the, the Hassan uh, Rockman going on. Hemoglobin. Now, they're not Pacquiao and Marquez, right? So if they get a draw for these guys who were not even the co-main event on this zone card. A good fight's a good fight. So Negrete is, is a little old in the tooth, so I don't, I don't know if he's got a fourth one in him. But for these guys, do you think they can they can put a closure to it? Not with a tie. Not with a tie, right? Not with a tie. They gotta build Come it up. On, These two dudes might actually have to get into a street fight, at least, or at least a, a, a an Instagram altercation. You know what I'm saying? Where we're just splitting them up and stuff like, oh man, just sell, get some hype going. You know, just like when uh, there was a moment when Van Dam and Dolph Lundgren acted like they were getting into it to sell Universal Soldier, and this was back then, right? Genius. By Speaking the way. of Dolph Lundgren. Not even uh, Russian, by the way. Well, j- j- going from that to Rocky. I watched Rocky Five the other day. Hey, Tommy. Tommy Gunn. It's not bad. God, it's, there's so many plot holes in there. But, hey, what's, what's his name? Polly? Yeah. Polly? How is he? How did Rocky not kick him to the curb? He Rocky lost everything. He should have died. Him. He oh, should have died. Yeah. Like, it's, lost, it's, it's, Adrian's, it's Adrian's brother. What are we going to do? Dude, it's that your is just mm-hmm. terrible. It's your brother. The best, the best line in there was when Tommy Gunn showed up at the bar. He's like, "Hey, Tommy, you should, should you be out celebrating and stuff like that, challenging him to the fight?" He's, you know, and the, the guy's like, hey, "Rock, you, you need some help." He's like, "Say no pie contest. What you guys going?" Yeah. He goes out there, and Molly whops him, just like the script said. So, Franco Negrete ended in a draw for their children. Maybe they'll get a fourth one. Who knows? I'm not sure. We'll see. If the fans want it, it'll definitely happen. Now we have a big prospect, Virgil Ortiz, coming in. Last time we saw him fight, he knocked out one of the dudes that don't get knocked out, and that was my man. Oh, God, I can't think of the name. He just beat Brandon Rios. God, look, look at Virgil Ortiz. Who did he beat before? Oh, nah. 
Now I feel bad because this is a name we know. Not Andre Berto. No, no, no. no, It's a Mexican dude that we all know. His Hall of Famer. So we're talking about... Virgil Ortiz. Who did he fight before Orozco? uh, Mauricio Herrera. Mauricio Herrera. This is the dude who gave... Nobody knocks him out. Everybody thought he beat Danny Garcia when they fought in Puerto Rico. He's a very slick and awkward style of boxing. A little older, but got knocked out by Virgil Ortiz. So everybody was like, okay, maybe the eighth now. Antonio Orozco is a Mexican-style fighter, slugger, but 30, 30 years old. So in his physical prime, for sure, only has one loss on his record. Coming into that fight. And and put on a good show, but the fight ended in, what, four rounds? Four or six. Oh, go on. They changed the format of this, and it kills me, so. Got to start showing up here weekly. Antonio Roscoe. I want to know how they determine. Do the boxers get to upload their box rec pick? Because if box rec picks it, or if they have an algorithm, change the algorithm. Okay? Either make everybody look like a mugshot or or a social media picture. Let's let's get it right. Or put the pictures of when they lose so people know what they really are. So Antonio Orozco is a dude in his prime, but Virgil Ortiz is a crazy solid up-and-coming boxer. Solid. He's 14-0 with 14 knockouts. The last person I could think of was uh, Dante Wilder. There's, there's some out there. There's a couple of them out there. What, do you mean, what are you talking about? Like, as far as for having this knockout, 100% knockout ratio. Anthony Joshua did too. For a little bit, but I don't even think he made it up to 14. Well, he only has, he, well, besides this loss he had, he had up here. Deontay had, Wilder got up to 26. Mm-hmm. And the only other person I think um, that got up to past that was the dude, uh, Edwin Valero, who killed himself in Venezuela, and he got up to 27 and 27. Tyson, and he was on Ty- track. Tyson. Tyson in his early in the career, like his first twenty fights or something like that. Yeah, first twenty. So I think I we might have to look that up later. I think the record is twenty seven with Edwin Valero. But Virgil Ortiz, great style of boxing, very very entertaining. What what is up with? Um, I love profiling people, but then every now and then you get a, a little little. Because you're racist. Well, yeah, we've established that. But Virgil, I hear Virgil, and then you hear Ortiz, right? I'm picture I'm picturing Puerto Rican. Definitely not Puerto Rican. Like uh, when I heard Baker, then I heard Mayfield. I was like, he's got to be half black. Got to be, at least. Got to be. Nope. So maybe I'm starting to get those things wrong. Or we're all just intermixing on there. So Virgil Ortiz on there. Getting that win as the main event. Good for him at 14. So we see DeZone doing this with some young fighters. Um, They're having a press conference for, um, and they're billing it as um, Ryan Garcia and uh, who else is fighting? Because this is how they're billing it. Is uh, they're building it as uh, Ryan? It's Ryan Garcia and who else is fighting on the same weekend? I don't even remember who. But that's that's how they're building it as Garcia and this other person who are not even fighting. So we see how they're doing it. It is what it is. But it's surprising to see young fighters get these main events. Now, this next one. There's a lot of money behind you. Don't f this up. Speaking of money behind you. Now, in recent history, we've seen more and more two-time Olympians turn pro, right? Now, we've seen one remarkable one in recent history. Now, me, Lomachenko. how do you personally feel when, a, when an amateur fighter is a two-time gold medalist in boxing? What, what, what's just your first impression of what, like, what, what's If you had to judge that person, how would you judge? What would you think? That, and you said that they're a gold medalist? Two times. Two times? 
What stopped you from going out the second time? What stopped you? What made you go the second time instead of going pro after that? Now, unless you're 16, 17, like Clarissa Shields. Exactly. Right? To me, anytime you're going for that second gold medal, is this is where I would rather reign in hell than serve in heaven type thing. That might be an extreme analogy, but that's how I kind of view it. Like, I already got everything riding for me. Now, we, we got one remarkable one with Lomachenko. And off the top of your head, most recent history, can you think of how many other two-time Olympians have we had? Probably, I think, two-time gold medalists, probably more than got, I've ever seen yeah, in my life. Yeah, Clarissa Shields is a two-time gold medalist. She's turned pro, still undefeated. Yeah. So we have two remarkable ones there. Now, in the men's side, we had Zhao Shining, the, the Chinese guy, yeah. who ended up getting an upset loss where when, the, when Top Frank was trying to have all these fights in China. right? And then we had this guy, oh, I'm about to... Well, good thing it's Irish. It's I'm gonna say Patty McFinnigan, but it's Patty something. Patty McFinnigan. Yeah, I know. Patty it's, McFinnigan. How <laughs> Irish can you get? That's a uh, that was um Frank uh, Peter Griffin's dad and family guy. <laughs> okay. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And that's why the first thing that popped in my head. So the other guy, two-time gold medalist recently is Patty Barnes. Now, his current pro record also is... Uh, just go ahead and type that in for me. Look up Patty Barnes real quick here. Patty Barnes. He, and he's another two-time gold medalist. So, like, within this... This is in the same decade, which doesn't happen often, where we have two-time gold medalists that turn pro or just have two-time gold medalists, period, in boxing. So, now, Patty Barnes, was it five and two? That's another Six one. Six and two. One knockout. And I feel like a lot of these, I think Zhao Shiming was the one who did it first, and then um, Lomachenko. So the success of Lomachenko is probably inspiring these guys to make the move now when they should have made it sooner. Because they're just like, oh, I can do that. Now, we had one enter the ring with his debut fight, Robizi Ramirez against Adan Gonzalez. Adan Gonzalez is like from Colorado, regardless of the Gonzalez name you think of. And then Robizi Ramirez is like, he reminded me of, of a. Of a cheaper version of Hector Hector Camacho Camacho as far as for just hairstyle and kind of how he looked not as flashy and cocky but I don't know it's kind of reminding me of it in a sense just because he dyed his hair and he got knocked down in the first round and lost probably all four rounds right at the end of the fight it was like I thought I won the fight he just wasn't landing clear this is this isn't the amateurs bro this isn't the amateurs points do matter whether they're clear or not yeah. And when you get knocked down, you lost two. So now you're going into that second round already down two points. You got to shut him out at that point. Only way to get a win. Only way to get a win. And he just didn't do it. Another guy who's pro style, just doesn't have a pro style like Patty Barnes. These are guys who mastered this amateur style. Peaked, peaked too early. Right, exactly. Peaked too early. And you see, but the thing is, you is just like future Olympians. You I always see, recommend you seen this, yeah. after you get the gold, just come yeah, on. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, you see this across sports, though. You see, you see guys who just peak in college, and then after that, you're like, okay, this guy's going to be an amazing professional athlete. But then I've when you curious. get to that pro level, it's it's a little bit more than just talent. I believe almost all most police forces, police departments, are people who peaked in high school to get past it. That's my theory. Now, yeah. I, I don't. Now, also, let's think about where they come from, right? We have Zhao Shining from China, communist country, known for it. Questionable methods of uh, democracy. Well, sorry, no democracy. Now, Patty Barnes, coming from Ireland, right? This is another thing. Just kind of like, uh, how is McGregor's not dead in Ireland, even though the Irish mob don't like him? You see, you see, because he's, he's still you see a he just big celebrity. Somebody? 
Conor McGregor? Like an old dude. Like, yeah, because like he didn't yeah. want to take a shot with him. That's, or something like that. Why I don't would you know, turn down the shot care. with Con- First off, Cause, if cause an Irish Con- guy is drunk and offers you a shot, take the shot and then probably punch him first because it's going to lead up to it. So, But then also I'm glad to see that he's still kind of just a fucking excuse my friends just a dude still just a dude right and just even though he's a celebrity still just a dude like Mayweather played the part but he ain't punching nobody outside the ring he knows better at all just a dude now Patty Barnes from Ireland now also Rabizi Ramirez what was he was he he was Cuban so he just defected here so another guy so these are guys there's never any from America you know why well because boxing the money's here we the know mo- the money we, we know that the money that's the reason why a lot of these kids are going pro overseas like for hoop mm-hmm. and then coming back after the college rules it's like and then like when you live in a country like America where you can fight for your country at 18 but they telling you you can't go pro in basketball or football right away you need to leave I mean you can do it in baseball yeah but like I mean so some of these things is I'm, I'm definitely not understanding but I don't either like I understand with Cuba maybe because you have to defect and once you do that it, it puts worse things on your family or whatever but at the same time don't 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 if you're gonna reign in hell reign in hell and, and devote yourself to Satanism if not serve in heaven go yeah. pro and find out what I you got I still don't understand your analogy sometimes like I really don't know where that came from easy like, like Cuba right I can I can go pro if I do I gotta swim quite far to Florida or actually, I heard they go to Texas now. Or live in this communist country. But if I do, I'm a, I'm a king. I can do whatever I want. I can, I can punch horses. I can slap eight-year-old kids because you're that status. It's just what it is. But it didn't work out that well. So two-time Olympians, maybe watch, maybe find a different recipe, or just stay with the Olympic side or retire. Maybe not come here and try to do anything because we see how. Lately, everybody's been failing in the U.S. Now, the main event of that fight was Jason Sosa returning to the ring against Lydell Rhodes. Lydell Rhodes came out with good talk, good game, but Jason Sosa looked really, really good. Dominated. It's one thing I love about uh, competition, period, is whether you're lose or win, how you bounce back and how you come off those wins and losses. It just shows like a real, a real cojones. It shows, it shows the grit and it shows it's like how. How hard you work. So when you have, uh, oops, hold on. Thought about how hard you hit, but when you get knocked down, if you it's, come it's back, you come keep back touching. So, so Jason Sosa, especially we seen him get just, you know, worked, worked by Lomachenko, Lomachenko and Gamboa. I mean, well, the Gamboa fight was a lot closer, but like, yeah, that was one where Jason Sosa thinks he won it. It was a close fight, but yeah. And this is a good comes win. Back. This is th- this is his third win uh, off those two losses. So and Rhodes was an undefeated fighter going in. Uh, no, Rhodes was uh, twenty-seven and three. Okay, twenty-seven three. Okay, Lydell Rhodes likes to think of himself as a, as a bootleg version of Timothy Bradley. Nice try, bud. But Timothy Bradley wouldn't get knocked out by anybody. It's just who he is. So good attempt. Came out a little flashy. Jason Sosa, you saw the level of class in there, and it was kind of good to see him get the win because maybe we'll see more of him. He's a good guy for the division as far as for just pure entertainment, and always gives you a shot. No matter how good you are, he's got a shot. Now, have we seen Lydell Rhodes fight before? This is the first time I've seen him fight. And so, because I was looking at it, um, Omar Douglas, he lost to. And I'm thinking, I'm we like, did we? We might have saw that one. But he, Edner Cherry, Sergey Lipinitz, 
Um, I just saw the, I just saw those names and I was just like, huh? Uh, the Edgar Cherry it? one, I think we might have seen that one too, but I, I definitely didn't see him against Sergey Lipinitz. Yeah. Uh, but I the the Omar Douglas one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we watched that fight just because I remember Omar Douglas. I've seen a lot of his fights. Yeah. So he started losing. That's yeah, just what it is. And that's just catching up for the last two weeks of boxing in here. Now, this weekend, we don't have much boxing going on. There's Emmanuel Navarrete defending his belt that he just recently got um, from, I want to say, Ray Vargas, I think he beat. But I don't remember on that one. So, And I'm not even sure who he's fighting. I want to say it's Jose something? Juan something? Ooh, please tell me I'm something close to it. Francisco! I was in the right country. Right continent, for sure. Good. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, and I saw Francisco. I was hoping it was like one of these things like, Francisco, oh, Francisco de Vega. Sorry. Francisco. <laughs> right country. It. Right continent. Right continent, but right not the right Francisco there. So, and that's going to be the only fight that we really have to cover for this next weekend or the next couple weeks coming up. And uh, there's no big fights until the 31st when we got Lomachenko returning to the ring. We got um, Brandon Figueroa and then also Sergey Kovalev fight Anthony Yarde in two weeks. So we got some couple fights that we'll talk about here in a couple weeks. Now, Amir Mon just finally got his lawsuit settled with Don King yeah. and is now signed to top rank. Yeah. Maybe a little too late, but hopefully he can get some guidance under him and, and be competitive in whatever division he decides to go I mean, to. He's only, he's only got two losses, so hopefully this promotion thing just gives him a new breath of fresh air. Yeah. And he just And hopefully the Don back, King thing still, just doesn't I still like, just I still kill like Amir Mon. Yeah. I, uh, one of the coolest nicknames I've heard of Young Master Young Master has still great potential with only two losses on there so we'll see what happens hopefully this is a good move for him because Top Rank if, if anything Top Rank is known for they're known for building a career to get you title shots and get you paid regardless of what anybody's personal opinion on how padded gifted or how hard your record actually is right Yeah. Top Rank will definitely get you paid that's why like, like my possible conspiracy like hey Nick Conlon Shakur Stevenson Never in the same city at the same time. They might cross paths every now and then, like at the airport, but like keep them out of everybody's mind so nobody talks about them fighting. That's 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 the strategy behind it. That's the Baron Zemo behind it. Now, the World Boxing Super Series was about to should be coming to a close soon, but not really. So Regis Progress just pulled out, probably for the first time. He might have a couple kids. And he's suing the World Boxing Super Series. I did not look into detail over what it was. It has Why? something to do with money, I believe. Why did you look into detail? Why did you look into detail? Because I only clickbaited. Regis Progress sues who? No, no, I don't need you to look it up. It, it's no, gonna be just... money for sure. It's gonna be money. So he had his New Orleans lawyers look into it. Hopefully they are not from New Orleans with a New Orleans accent. Uh, let me see here. But yeah, it definitely has to do with money. Saying that he didn't get paid whatever bonuses he's supposed to get for the tournament in his first fight. So that's why he pulled out. Now, I'm going to assume a guy like this who's young, and I don't think he's going to have the business boxing knowledge at his age that some of these other guys have as far as for promoting themselves and okay. making these decisions. So I'm going to assume that he was advised to sue and that they, they must have tried to reconcile it or get whatever payment he felt was deserved before Be this, right? Before you do all this. Because you're not going to spend this money for lawyer costs and all this. Or but, you can make him pay for attorney's fees on top of that. And at the same time, as a young fighter like this now, is this going to stunt 
your progress for any fights. Hopefully not. He's still young and he still has that knockout power. I think he's still hungry because this is a kid who wants to win and wants to be champion and who's calling people out. So I don't think it's going to stun his growth, but I just hope it gets over quickly. Sooner because, than later. Because like, we see what like, happened to Mikey Garcia. You've just seen what happened. Well, Andre Ward had this and we just saw the mirror mom thing. So yeah. it's just like you lose contract, years yeah. of your career. So hopefully this doesn't happen for him, and I'm assuming. And since World Boxing Super Series isn't like a promotional company or management company, I don't see how they could contractually obligate him to any commitments except maybe that tournament, that last fight in the tournament. Now, even with that money, personally, since you already ain't rich, I would have went and went ahead and won that tournament like he was set to do, yeah. because. Look, if you're going to sue him, you're going to get what's coming to you regardless. There's a, there's a KRS line I'm about to hit you with real quick. When the money runs out, all you have left is respect. Right? Hey, That's all you have left. Hey. And for Regis Progress, if, if things don't pan out how you want him to do after this tournament, but you got that win on your resume, that gives you a little bit better negotiation edge. You might make a little bit more than some of these other fighters because of that little trophy or that yeah. big Muhammad Ali trophy. That lets you know you ran through the whole division. Anybody right. who was anybody should have been in it. Exactly. And that's the thing. I, I yeah, Money's important. I understand that part of it. And I don't know how much it was too, for sure. But that's something that I think he should have thought about before just kind of pulling out and going right into it because time is against all of us, baby. And it ain't waiting for nobody. Nobody at all. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like they say, you know, black don't crack until it does. All right. No, I, never, now, I never heard that. I just heard black don't crack. Yeah, well, it's, it does, well, it's like I tell everybody when they when they want to compliment me, say, oh, you look 25. You look, well, don't tell them 25 because that's bullshit. But like if you say like 30, 35, I'm like, okay, cool. Right? And the reason being is because I'm half Asian, which allows me to be racist. But I'm going to look 35 until I'm 63. And it just hits all I'm just going to wake up just old, hunched over, owning. I, I, saw, one, I saw one joke that said, um, it said, some Mexican girls they look like Selena Cantania and then as soon as they hit a certain point then they look like the girl who shot her <laughs> I was like God wow the accuracy he's been saving that joke for 10 years for real <laughs> saving that one now while we're on this topic of I, I have these theories you know now we just seen if you haven't heard Canelo Golden Boy having some issues with two of their fighters right now, the number one person they need to take care of is probably the one who writes everybody's checks. That's it's Canelo. Canelo Alvarez. Canelo's upset because he was stripped of the IBF title. Uh-huh. From what I understand, because they did not pursue negotiations faster in securing a fight between him and the number one contender, Sergey Dermachenko, which they ordered the fight, right? And we and we came off and said that that fight was basically a done deal. Yes. And it just happened, like, literally as soon as we posted, they came out and it was like, okay, the negotiations fell through and this is what happened. Now, when you're an elite fighter like Canelo, making sure that you're honoring these sanctioning bodies is not your job, okay? That is not your job. Your job at this point is to show up and fight. You should have many handlers and positions that we've never heard of from Golden Boy yeah. that are in charge of just this one thing. That's my assistant's assistant. And that's why he has a fair reason to be upset at, at yeah. Oscar De La Hoya for not doing this. But at the same time, I don't know if Oscar could have did anything, personally. Because we're not getting the rematch we want with Triple G and Cadello. Is that the rematch we want? Well, it's it's definitely what I want to see. But now, from a business standpoint, if it's just a rematch with only Canelo's belt on the line, 
Nobody wants to see that. Not as interesting. At now, all. if it's a unification belt again, even though it was already his belt, like the first time they fought, the WC belt was already Canelo's belt, then now you have something to market and build more interest in, get people buzzing, looking at, asking, asking shooting Sonny, like, hey, what do you think about this fight? And then we get to help do their promotions for free. So now Ryan Garcia is also mad. I don't know for what. Like, there's only one company. You're not old that, enough to get mad yet, yet, son. There's only one company that can pr- promote your pretty self, okay? And this is Oscar De La Hoya. Nobody else has had women screaming for him entering the ring except De La Hoya, at least in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not even going to make a Tyson joke in women screaming because that just gets dark. God. So with Ryan Garcia here, I don't understand what he could even be possibly upset because he's getting paid. He's super immature. You can tell by the way he just acts online. Yeah. Uh, you know? And then also, you you are fighting often, consistently, fighting two, three times a year, and that's exactly what you want from your promotional company. And I guarantee he's not getting no chump change. He's co, he's a co-main event on the zone. You know, if you're fighting a co-main event on the zone, this ain't like, this isn't the UFC, son, where we're trying to find a way to get these names that you might have heard of and make a main event out of it. That's what it is. So we'll see what happens here. Now, so we're going to move on for this one here. Well, actually, well, let's keep it up. We'll move something up here. So I, I feel like in 2019, we're getting robbed of the rematch, right? Except for one, maybe? That wasn't even supposed to be one that we really wanted. We're getting Deontay Wilder, Ortiz, too. But, yeah. Eh. That's not what we wanted, right? That's not. It's like rematches. I'm not sure if we're getting robbed of this because we've seen I mean, pretty good matches. Tyson Fury, but just Deontay, Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder, Andy. We're we're, we're going to get Joshua Ruiz versus. We're going to get Joshua Ruiz in Saudi Arabia. I don't really care for that as much. And, and that's supposed. And that's supposed. And that's supposedly because like Ruiz isn't happy with that. He's there. Frankie. Why would Frankie? What's up? If you were <laughs> look. He gets enough flack probably walking around Southern California being Mexican, right? Yeah. Why would their non-Islamic butts go to want to go to Saudi Arabia for what? You can't party and drink, well, and you can't touch none of the women there. Well, first of all, you don't know that for sure, but they're just like with anything. Maybe when they're partying, maybe, with the maybe it's something that we don't know. There's money involved with that. There's, there's got to be there's some there's deep a pockets why in over there. there. And Eddie Hearn with this hookup, like if it was Mir Khan on the card, we see that that, that happens. There, but there's a geograph geographical locations on how this can be done. Now, I know there's a Sultan Oil Tycoon, somebody out there who is a really big boxing fan because he tried to make these fights there before. Probably the same person involved with this, um, the Billy Webb and Amir Khan fight. So we'll see what happens. I don't think the fight will happen in Saudi Arabia at all, personally. You know what I'm saying? Because let's think about it. Have you ever seen a fight on national TV or pay-per-view when the crowd, when you're worried about the crowd not being thugs, like, they're all... And, and it's going to be a segregated crowd, right? Remember, they still have a religion police there. So, they're going to have a big, major pay-per-view fight that's going to be segregated segregated with women on one side and men on the other, right? Okay. If they did that, they would not be able to show the crowd or else all the backlash from the internet to right people, especially here in America, right? Because the left will attack it because that's all they do, right? Everything's racist. And, and, and women's rights, blah, blah, blah. So we'll see. I don't think the fight's going to happen in Saudi Arabia. It'll I, Let's be realistic. It'll probably happen. If it doesn't happen in the UK, it's going to happen in Vegas again. Or they can find a neutral ground like, I don't know. What? Can't be Japan because we saw what happened. Yeah, that's another thing that I'm thinking about, like the Andrew Ruiz thing. Is if I was Anthony Josh, I would move on. If 
well, no, you can't move on. Well, yeah. he, got, he has the belt. Yeah, but if I'm Andy Ruiz, I'm getting what I want out of this. We're fighting at my location. Mm-hmm. I have the belts, or I'm going somewhere else. Because he doesn't. There was no rematch clause. He doesn't have to fight you. He doesn't. Now the so money. He's doing this as a courtesy. The money is going to lure you in and be that negotiated see, point to see, almost secure. Is, but it's, it's just it's one of those things. Is kind of like we went over with Mayweather. He can secure more bags mm-hmm. avoiding Anthony Joshua because, like, honestly, okay, it, it's not 100% yet, but who do you see winning that rematch? Andy Ruiz. You do? I do because he, his whole career has been spent fighting these bigger fighters. Oh, okay. And I don't know if Anthony Joshua has the boxing discipline, and he Just doesn't have the physical skills to, to be slick and stick and move. And he's going to get lured into a brawl no matter what. And. Unless he can take him out early, he's gonna get caught again. I think he's gonna get. I think he'll lose the fight again, because just because the styles. That's, that's my prediction there. Now, my last prediction was wrong because it's gonna be right this time. Okay. Tyson, I'll give you. I'll understand that because that's what happened with um, Leah Santa Cruz and uh, Carl Frampton. Yep. He had to change the whole style. Up, yeah. Right. Now, my last prediction was Tyson Fury with his last fight. I thought. I thought Ruiz would be stripped of one of the belts, and it would have been for one of those. One of the belts would have been there. And, I, and I, I think my guess was the WBO. Now, Tyson Fury does have a fight scheduled coming up against, I believe the dude is named after the Drake Ottawala. I'm, I'm not making this up, I swear to God. Ottawala been out that long? It, it, it might be different spelling, same pronunciation, 100% on that one. Okay. Now, do you just make some of this stuff up, or do you actually research it? It's just boxing, come on. Like, so you make it up? Yeah, this is the only thing I don't make up. And, <laughs> and if I'm off... I guarantee I'm at least kind of close. All right, Tyson. I believe, look, 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 look. You don't have to debate me. I believe you because hey, we gotta go. What's we gotta, today? We gotta go. I don't wall him. Oh, there you go. You're welcome. Anyways, the last fight Tyson Fury had with that two round knockout was for the WBO Intercontinental Belt. I countries. guarantee that that WBO belt will be stripped from Ruiz and Anthony Joshua, if not by this year, probably before this Tyson Fury fight. And I think it's gonna he's gonna get the full championship belt. If not, they'll do like. The WBA or the WBO silver, you know what I'm saying? The WBO silver, even though it'll, I guess intercontinental, not silver, right? Even though that's two continents. So we'll see what happens there. So I think Tyson Fury, he is the lineal champ, but we'll see what goes on there. So champ, the made up. Belt, how are you still feeling with 2019 as far as for the boxing schedule and forecast? Are you happy? Are you disappointed? Because we're right here in the middle of summer. Near the end of summer. I'm, 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 I'm a little upset with it because I haven't got to the boxing where I, I haven't been able to enjoy it like I wanted to. Okay. But you know what? The, you know what? I'm actually going to say I'm disappointed. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm going to say I'm disappointed is because there is not anything in boxing that I'm like, I'm mad that I missed it. Yeah. I haven't had that feeling this year. Even I've been absent. And even you, you haven't really hit me up on the fights that I can't see or miss and be like, hey, you need to watch this. Like, there's no sense of urgency like it was the past two years. I think this was the only card that I probably brought it up this year. And the only fight this year that I really, really looked forward to so far was the Keith Thurman-Pacquiao fight. And even then, didn't pay for it. And then um, we still got the Earl Spence and uh, Sean, Sean Porter. Porter but we, still, a, we still know how that's it's, And this on. is one of the things. Every, you know what we want. We want one thing. We want Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence. After they clear out the division. After, not before, because whoever wins that fight clears out the division anyway. Yeah, whoever wins that fight should just retire. I don't think there's any point in moving up just at that point, or just like move somewhere far away and be like, "Now you gotta come, you gotta come face me." 
Uh, speaking of that, we have Jeff Horn going to be fighting here in a couple weeks as well. The school teacher back in the ring. And who else? We got a unification fight with Lomachenko and Luke Campbell in the UK. Make sure you download that Square Circle app. It's available in Google Play and iOS. And maybe next time, next show, we'll, we'll have another stacked list of avoid and, uh, avoided and ignored. And maybe this time, we might step aside from boxing. Set them goals in life. Make sure you want to get that money like Mike Tyson. 40k a week in weed. How do you, how do you even remember that amount after smoking that amount? I don't understand how you have to do it. Does he have a like a financial planner that follows him around when he rolls? Like, okay, Well, since he invested in that business, I'm probably sure it's just a write-off anyway. Who do you think re smokes? Re research if he's doing purposes. 40k a month in weed, do you think Snoop Dogg does more? He's built an image around it. it. You know, it's just like one of those things. It's like, when's the last time you think, you know, Michael Buffer had to pay for anything? He doesn't even know. Exactly. Yeah, like, it, like, right. like Wayne Newton. Like, he's just like, oh, come on. You know who that is? Yeah. Just, hey, just and give it to him. When he went bankrupt, he's living in Vegas, still lived like a king. You, you think Michael Buffer ever has to like, hey, let's get ready to rumble? No. No? No. You just know him, right? I can just see him walking into the rooms with ladies, and then it's just don't even finish it, and, and then it's just, just all the girls just, just come flop. They just drop the panties, start dropping, flying on stage like it's Maxwell. Make sure you download that Square Circle app. It's available on Google Play and iOS. Or follow you think us on he Instagram. Says that before he sleeps with somebody, what's it? You think he says that before he sleeps with somebody? Ooh, Let's nice. get ready to rumble. I mean, that's probably got to be like a. I think the ladies uh, asked for it. Yeah, they probably they asked like, for it because just do it. Just they're do not it paying once. the million dollars. I can just say it once, please. Just please say it once, and, and as a dude, of course you're gonna do it, right? Hey, if I'm Michael Buffer, I'm making him pay for it. Uh, hey, you ain't gotta give me a million dollars, but you're paying something you're for paying it. I'll just something do, for I'll it. Just do this In for physical free. Physical favors or something here. It no might recordings. be a, it might be a setup. She'd be like, "Well, I only paid him twenty bucks to do it, and then all of a sudden you race. Nah, yeah, nah. nah, you gotta charge him. That's charge him, Mike. That should be like that photo when you see chicks flashing money, the meme, and it shows what they didn't show the the ninety year old dude on top of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so. Make sure you download that Square Circle app and follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Talk a little smack to us on Twitter. Shout out to my man, Frankie. How you doing, bro? We out. Cheat.